1: Welcome to spring in northern Alberta. It's Jalen and I, Andrew Gross, at 6.30 Jet Afternoon News. It's a
0: winter wonderland. It is. It's it's refreshing, I guess, putting the most positive Uh, spin
1: on it. You know what? I was looking at pictures because, you know, on Facebook, on this day shows up and it goes back and gives you memories from, you know, posts Mm -hmm. from years past. And there was a beautiful post of my dog, Willow, in the backyard playing fetch on this day with not a speck of snow on the ground.
0: I know, but you know what? Uh, every winter, when it finally arrives, when that first snowfall it's arrives, beautiful, we love it. But we all t- act as though we've never seen it before. I know. There's 62 traffic accidents and all that kind of stuff. But the same's true at the end. It's like snow in April. That's our March, but it's every year. Uh, my is May 24th. I've had snow on my birthday
1: oh, well, tons up, of times. I grew up in northern Ontario. Yeah. I mean, you go camping May long weekend, and oh, oh, you're lucky true. if there's you know no snow on the tent when you wake up.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So <laughs> hopefully this doesn't last. I know there was a little bit of uh, flurry activity in each day this week, or the possibility mm-hmm. of. So it's probably not done. Um,
1: and oh, I, Ernest I d- just reminded, he says yes. we're in central Alberta. I'm like, meh, kind of central northern Alberta.
0: But what, whatever, Edmonton? Ernest. Yeah, yeah okay. All right, good, uh, good text, Ernest.
1: Um, and Jason from Summerside, uh, three texts mm-hmm. already saying, hey, um, can you two please do a show one of these days about weather forecasting and discuss how in this day and age of satellites and supercomputers, can we still get the weather forecast wrong? We are only forecasted to get 30% chance of flurries today, not a blizzard.
0: Well, the 30% is, so there was a 70% chance we didn't get snow, a 30% chance we did. We hey, did. Guess
1: what? We got snow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't go to Vegas if you don't like them odds. <laughs> 30% is pretty good odds.
1: Oh, my goodness. It was, uh, yeah, and just uh, stuck my head outside to talk to you for a moment, and it felt like it was raining. Yeah, it's it's Trump it's Trump snow snow actually quite mild out. Yeah. It's just you know a
0: little bit of wet snow. And by the way, as far as doing a uh, conversation about getting the weather right, Jesse loves those conversations. <laughs> so we'll, we'll certainly have to line that up. <laughs> mm.
1: When well, he's having a good day.
0: That's right. On a day when it's not slippery on the ledge. I don't want him out there where <laughs> he could possibly fall off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. I've had that conversation with Jesse primarily in jest because it really doesn't matter how many computer models you have, how many uh, algorithms there are. It literally changes with the wind. I mean, well, literally, it can change in a second. On
1: where you are, mm-hmm. depending on what, you know, like West Edmonton Mall, the area around West Edmonton Mall can have its own little weather system over there because the heat generated from the building downtown is going to be different from where I live. Yeah, of course. <sighs> anyway.
0: I made my appointment to get my winter tires taken off mm. for April 9th. So, so far, so good. And by the way, I didn't see any really horrific driving today no, or anything. Not. I mean, you know, as far as conditions go, but also as far as drivers go, there was no...
1: Oh, I was just really happy that it still stayed mild because the porta potty finally got picked up today. Oh, good news.
0: Yeah. Hey, how do they uh, pick that up? Carefully, I guess, would be the answer. Yeah, I wasn't watching.
1: But wasn't the,
0: watching. Do, they, do they lift it or tip it or...
1: I'm not, like I said, I wasn't watching. Do they know. drain it? First do
0: not think okay so. something we should probably look into I'm just curious how they handle that cuz it would be heavier on, than when um, they yeah. delivered it was It was
1: on some sort of skid type thing Uh-huh
0: and then it probably just lifts up and moves yeah. over and Yeah I mean hey listen if you've gone uh, camping in a motorhome or trailer you've certainly oh, dumped that before uh-huh. right but I just don't know how you do it with a porta potty <laughs> I know i'm not doing it that's all i know
1: i was <laughs> just glad that i went outside to the garage and it was uh, there was no spillage so that was yeah, important. yeah yeah that was the important part for me
0: yeah they'll have to scrub down the insides i'll tell you that right now people just it, it got messier as the what evening is, went on what is, see, oh it's guys right it,
1: well only guys were using it
0: oh okay then it yeah. was guys <laughs>
1: it was only guys using it and probably none of you sat down
0: oh heavens no why would you in a public porta potty are you kidding mm. me no, no, that's a stand on the seat situation right oh, there. It's a
1: brand new clean port upon mm. There's only twenty of you, you're all half of you were related.
0: Well, I can tell you that I was very careful. So it wasn't me. I can only exclude myself. I, I know the other thing was people weren't using the lock on that thing, which I found sort of interesting. It's pretty easy. You just slide the bar across and yeah, then well. but people were just going in there and, and not locking it because I surprised both my sons actually so it was in my family that that was happening
1: <laughs> Port- Port-a-Potties Public Washings we mm. Did I ever tell you about the ice fishing story? No Years ago in Saskatchewan You went ice fishing? I went ice fishing Wow in northern Saskatchewan. <laughs> might have been central, but it might I think Ernest, pretty curious. Sure you was, look that
0: up for it was us. pretty much
1: northern. I think it was like, man, I don't know, can't remember what it was. So we went out ice fishing and it hmm. was quite cold out on the lake and we <laughs> were catching cold. any fish, but mm-hmm. they had it was a it was a fishing derby. Okay. okay. So they had porta potty set up yeah. on the side so you could go do your business over there. So I'm like, "Okay, I got to got to go to the ladies' uh, porta potty. Get into the ladies' porta potty. It's freezing. You're, you know, gearing down. You've got your snow pants on, your snow jacket on, your toque, your mitts, mm. and um, that's when I I took my mitts off and I put them on the shelf.
0: Okay, there on was the a sh- shelf in there. Well, women's porta potty. No, this oh. was a
1: men's porta potty.
0: Oh, that's probably not a shelf. No, mm. I
1: think that's a trough. Yeah. And
0: you know. when
1: I looked over and I realized it was. The trough.
0: Well, that's what that big hole's for.
1: I grabbed my mitts, mm-hmm. stood up, threw them into the air, and oh. they came flying down into the hole of the porta potty, and I left that room with no mitts.
0: Yeah, you probably made the right move there. <laughs> how did you come? How did Jayla and I come to be?
1: I like fishing
0: ice fishing in a fishing derby in northern Sask- did you friends. lose a
1: bat no friends who were who wanted us to take part what was it it doesn't like seem hudson like bay you. saskatchewan yeah oh, way up there i think we're... hudson bay i don't think there's a hudson there, bay is, there is a hudson bay okay saskatchewan i'm pretty sure that's where kevin curious is from well there's a hudson bay no but hudson bay saskatchewan
0: okay Quick. that's north of manitoba there No. or borders no, hudson manitoba bay,
1: Saskatchewan. okay hudson bay saskatchewan there you go huh. Look east at Central Saskatchewan near the Manitoba border. <laughs> oh,
0: dad. Why did you read that out? Now you got Ernest all fired up again. Oh, well, you I said heard. you were in northern Saskatchewan. Well, now I think
1: it. that is kind of. No. Yeah. Well, it's north of Saskatoon, kind of east yeah. of Prince Albert. It was somewhere over there anyway, okay. but they asked if we wanted to go, and I said, yeah, I like fishing. I like fishing. Hmm. I'm not sure I'd ice fish again. But I like fishing. I well, like fishing in the
0: summer. Yeah, yeah. I like sitting on a boat and having a cold one. And I don't even need a rod for that, honestly. But
1: My father-in-law was the was a great fisherman and would take us out on, on Lesser Slave Lake out there, Shaw's Point, And they'd just hop in the boat. It was like they knew he was there. And they would just jump in and say, hey, there's Jim Sr. with his daughter-in-law. We have to impress her.
0: Uh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So there you go. All right. We've Fort got a guest uh, coming up in studio.
1: We do. We do. And so if you're um, uh, a parent of a, of a newborn, a uh, little person, if you have uh, little people in your life and maybe you're taking care of them or maybe you're babysitting, this will be really uh, important information. It's a new program uh, really aimed at making sure that folks know what to do in a, in a critical situation with, with babies and uh, toddlers and, and youngsters. You know what else we have today? What? Rod Stewart tickets.
0: Exciting. How are we giving those away?
1: You know what? Yeah, I had a thought. Okay. <laughs> so yesterday, yeah. we just had to identify one song. That's
0: right. Today, oh, please tell me. Okay. Yes. we have
1: to identify two songs. They're a montage? You're two songs. I'm not sure if that two songs constitutes a montage. Okay. But two songs. And maybe tomorrow, there will be three songs.
0: Not sure why we're making it harder, but okay.
1: Sure. But That's two songs. Looking forward to it. And? Yes. Have you looked at the calendar today? Or the Oilers schedule?
0: Mm, yeah, I know we're playing Columbus at, and the City Ford Faceoff show starts at five thirty. There you go. Yes. I didn't look at the schedule, I just know that.
1: Okay, but just so you know, usually you're the first one to mention that the show. Oh, you're right, it's a today. short
0: show. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but we'll I'll I'll you're soldier little- <laughs> through it somehow. <laughs> short show on Thursday too, but you're not here, right?
1: No, I'm not. That's
0: right, I'm here by myself.
1: Is it a short show on Thursday? I think so. Oh, okay.
0: Without you here, it is a
1: short show.
0: (laughs) I'll probably leave in frustration around (laughs) 4.
1: Dr. Gans joins us tomorrow between 3 and 4 as well. So looking forward to that. Let's take a quick break here. On the other side, uh, we are going to talk to the people behind Little Lungs First Aid. Stick around.
0: Uh, Welcome back to the 630 Ched Afternoon News. Excited about our next guest. A new initiative underway in Alberta aimed at keeping babies safe and making sure their caretakers know what to do in the case of an emergency.
1: It is called Little Lungs First Aid and one of the owners and instructors, Rachel Cashwell, joins us now. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for coming in. Hi. Thanks for having me. So give us the background on this. How did it all come together?
2: Well, uh, my business partner Paige and I, we've been friends for a long time and we're both Canadian Red Cross first aid instructors. We became mothers in the last year and a half. And so we had been training uh, the baby's fathers, grandparents, babysitters, anyone we trust with our child, what to do if there ever were an emergency. Mm. So we trained them on some basic first aid skills, like what to do if they choke, what to do if they needed for or CPR. And that kind of got our wheels turning about creating something that could bring the information to parents parents and anyone with a child in their life without making them sit there for 2 days in a course with us. I have hmm. to
1: ask you so your family, your you know, your mom, your dad, parents all that sort of stuff did they think, "Oh, come on, Rachel, you're being a little super sensitive, protective here."
2: No, actually, especially <laughs> grandparents. We find in our courses, we get a lot of grandparents that join, and they've seen so many things happen with children that they are almost more cautious than parents. Hmm. So I actually taught my, da- my dad a full first aid course that he needed for work, and he paid close attention to the baby <laughs> portion and the child portion. And my mother and the other grandma were so, so supportive and so receptive to the information. Everyone was tuned right in. Huh.
0: Hmm. So this course that you're offering, this short course, it's specific to just the care of children?
2: Yeah. So we teach uh, skills for babies and for children. So anyone zero to eight years old. Okay. Okay.
0: Because I've been told in the past that some of the things in my Red Cross, uh, you know, life-saving, whatever the heck it was, expired 35 years ago. Um, But I remember somebody mentioning it at the time that it was very much different. CPR, for example could do serious damage to a child if you you put too much pressure on that kind of thing. Is there other things like that?
2: Yeah, that's something to consider for sure. You don't want to use the skills that are meant for an adult on a baby. Um, And even vice versa, you wouldn't want to use, you wouldn't want to press down too lightly for your compressions. I know we had that story about the the little girl at the dentist office who needed Uh CPR, and the first person who was doing it before the nurse got involved was actually doing it wrong. She was doing CPR for a baby, so only two fingers on the compressions, and that child needed one or Two hands on mm. the chest.
1: I've mm. never, I've never taken a first aid course. I have no CPR. I, I, I I've, I've. Don't look at me like that. Um, I have. Well, that's you good
0: know, to know. I sit across
1: from you. I know. You know, I, know. I, have, very, I have. There's a
0: high likelihood that I'll need it someday. I
1: <laughs> have basic idea of just from you know news stories and that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm. Yeah, I would be in big trouble if something happened in that case. I'm not sure that I would know what to do immediately at all. And I think that's one of the big things is you have to know what to do immediately.
2: Yeah, that's definitely something that we emphasize. We want people to be proactive about keeping their children safe. And our response times in Edmonton for an ambulance average about seven minutes. And four to six minutes without oxygen is fatal. Mm -hmm. So it's important to be able to keep their organs alive basically while you're waiting for that ambulance. It would be just way too long to wait
0: are you able to offer as part of the course some kind of certification if for example a babysitter wants to take the course could that be added to their uh, resume that they've taken your course is there something like that?
2: Yeah, I think it definitely gives you the competitive advantage as a babysitter. I mean, people definitely want someone trained in first aid, looking after their children. Um, If they want the full certification with the Canadian Red Cross, then they would have to join us for one of our one to two day courses. However, our one hour workshop does include a certificate of completion from Little Lungs First Aid. uh, And they also take home fact sheets that include step-by-step guides of all the information covered. So it keeps them up to date and they can keep reviewing it uh, and make sure that they remember you know,
1: things have changed, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, from babysitting way back when to what is expected now from babysitters. Man, when I used to babysit, and I did a lot of babysitting when I was, you know, from 11 years old, to, you know, up to 18 years old. Didn't have any first aid training. Didn't, had again, no real idea. But I, I know as that's changed and talking to people who do have children saying, no, we want this, we want this, we want this. Was that the case for, for Well,
0: you? we didn't have babysitters for our first set because we couldn't afford to go out, but for our second, yeah, we always made sure they had some kind of babysitting course and that they had experience Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean a first aid certification we had one or two that did was a huge bonus if they had that and and again, I wasn't a new parent but my wife was, so she hated to be more than a few feet from the house without knowing somebody responsible was there
1: yeah, so I'm I'm guessing that like you know mums and dads as well, new mums and dads, not just grandparents, all that sort of stuff. It's anyone who's going to be around that babe, um, who's uncertain of what to do.
2: Absolutely. Definitely. Anyone who's around a child should have the training. Um, and that's why we created the one-hour thing, so mm-hmm. that it wouldn't have to be such a big uh, time slot. Even sometimes the money is a problem, too. So, it's What's really... the cost of your course? So to join us at one of our locations, it's $45 per person. Hmm. Um, and then one of our major... Um, one of the most important things we do is we actually offer to come out to your home for the training. Mm. So that's a minimum of two people. We charge $55 per person. Wow. So those private hmm. workshops have gotten very busy because if you're a new parent, you don't even have to get out of your PJs. Yeah. You just keep the baby. Babies are always welcome in our workshops and we send our certified instructor right to you.
0: Is it is it preventative as well or just reactive? Is there any tips on what not to do to cause a problem?
2: Absolutely. We definitely include prevention strategies before we get into the skills and demonstrating and then having everyone practice and making sure that they're doing everything properly and feel confident. We talk about how to prevent choking and how to prevent a medical emergency and just that constant risk assessment so that you don't have to even end up using the skills. The Hmm. great thing about choking especially is that it is always preventable. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, do you have a little baby that they work on, a little you know
2: little baby dummies yeah yeah dummies, of course yeah. we have we call them Manny's manny the mannequin okay. so <laughs> so yeah we have our mannequins hmm. for children and then we have the little dolls for the babies so you get that hands-on <laughs> practice my that's a good,
1: good idea yeah you know on, on saturday afternoon um i went over and and uh, visited some friends and they have a 14 month old little guy and i had him on the counter and we were sitting there talking and there was a bowl of I don't know, cheesies or something right there. And he reached over and grabbed the little piece of this. Cheesy's He's getting mm-hmm. some teeth and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, you want that? And put it in his mouth. And I was like, oh. Like, I looked at his mom. I'm like, mom, <laughs> like, should I do that? And she said, no, it's okay. He'll just, you know, gum yeah. it all down. But it was one of those just kind of automatically, oh, you, oh, you want here's this? here's a toffee you know, and you know, a beer. Here's a toffee. Here's my beer. You know, you <laughs> it was just one of those oh my gosh moments because I'm not around little people. Um, and, you know, when my grandkids come around, I think it's going to have to be either very dependent on granddad to take care of everything, or I'm going to have to go to a course like yours, just to make hmm. sure I know what the heck I'm doing. Like, serious, I'm feeding hard cheesies to it. 14 months. Yeah. Old.
0: How do people get hold of you? Because I'm actually interested. I leave a card behind. Um, I'd like to do it the next time the kids are up from Calgary. Uh-huh. We have I three grandchildren now, so I would love to do it at a time where I could have the uh, my kids.
1: Yeah, all together. Uh, all together. To yeah. Do and where do you so? You, it, not just Edmonton. You you have uh, some some locations like all over the city.
2: Yeah. So we partnered with Bye Bye Baby. So we mm-hmm. started out teaching at their South Edmonton Common location. Now they've opened a store in West Edmonton Mall. Boy, so Bye Bye Baby. That seems teacher. like kind
0: of a n- negative name, doesn't <laughs> it? No.
2: B U Y. B U Y. B U Y. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's way better. Uh, that would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: Yikes. <laughs> we well, teach out at their locations, and then we also have our location in Summerside. So. Uh, uh, South Edmonton. Uh, we have a location North Edmonton. And we rent spaces all over the city. So this coming Thursday, we're out in Morinville. Um, in April, we have a workshop in Spruce Grove. We run the monthly in Sherwood Park as well. But what's the website address so, so people can find all of that? Yeah, so you can register for one of our group workshops on our website, littlelungsfirstaid.com or you can send us an email to register for a private workshop and the email is info at littlelungsfirstaid.com. Info at, but Everything would be just, you go to the website, check it out there. And you guys have paired up with, what, Big Brothers, Big Sisters as well? Yeah, we sure have. So it was really important to Paige and I to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously our biggest goal is just to make sure that there's always someone there who would know what to do if a child or baby ever suffered a medical emergency. Um, But we also wanted to help out some kids in need. So we partnered with uh, Boys and Girls Club, and we give back to them for each person who joins our workshop.
1: Very good, very good. And hundreds of parents already gone through. All you, you've you been busy. It's yeah.
2: been good. Yeah, it's been great. We're almost at the 1,000 person nice. mark and we just started doing the one-hour workshops in November, but we've been teaching standard first aid for 15 years with Confident Consulting. So hmm. yeah, big, big response for these one-hour workshops.
0: All right, I'm seriously in. We need to do this.
2: Amazing. I'll make sure I leave yeah, you Yeah, I want it
0: at my house though. Sure. Yeah.
2: No issue. We he, love coming he, to people's homes. He yet. doesn't like socializing with other. I'm not a uh, very
0: social person, so I, in my own home environment, it'll be much better.
2: Yeah, it's cozy, and you kind of get that one-on-one attention yeah, there. Exactly, too. and the cats will be there helping you along.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you deal with pets at all? <laughs> I don't mean resuscitating them. I mean, is there any issue with regard to pets and babies?
2: Um, Like keeping the baby safe when it mm-hmm. comes to having, so we give tips on our social media, like on mm-hmm. our Facebook page, Little Lungs First Aid and our Instagram, which is Little Lungs First. And we talk about safety tips, like getting your baby used to or getting your dog used to the new baby that's mm-hmm. coming home. So something that I did with my Boston Terrier because he hadn't been around a lot of kids. Um, I made sure that before I introduced him to the baby, I let him smell her blankets. And then I was very mm. cautious. You should never leave your child alone with the animal. Um, and then just give them that chance to get you i them. I've, I've tried to curb my dog howling every single time my baby cries. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst noise you'll ever hear. So I don't have tips on how to cure that yet, but we're thinking about maybe That's a dog trainer. not the worst trainer. noise you'll ever hear. The worst
0: noise is my boss going, Andrew, have you got a minute?
2: Yeah, can you come in here for a second? Uh, Rachel Castle joining us this
1: afternoon, owner instructor, one of them behind a Little Lungs First Aid. Again, the website littlelungsfirstaid.com. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much.